Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. We are back with one of my favourite things to do on the show, and that is reviewing concerts, reviewing celebrated, uh, you know, Metallica renditions there, you know, incredible performances that they've put on, and uh, today is no different. We are going back into stuff you've probably heard of, maybe not seen, probably listened to. Um, something really cool that Metallica was part of, really. Um, they performed at the Bridge School um, Benefit three separate times uh, on three different occasions. We're discussing the first one today, that being the 1997 one, sort of, I believe it's just before reload or right in that reload sort of era so we're going to go through go through all the songs talk about the history all that good stuff just before we do uh, at metallica pod please follow the show metallica pod at gmail.com as well if you want to come on the show and discuss something discuss a song or discuss an event or you know whatever it's always great to have people get in touch and i love doing that um metallica pod at gmail.com as well if you want to support the show but um yeah we're going through the 1997 uh, bridge school concert and uh, i'm with my man john how's it going man i'm good man how are you i'm, I'm very well and you know, these concerts as a whole, it's yeah. so good to see Metallica doing them because they have sort of a huge charitable element, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, this was, I suppose, the first um, the first public step, if you like, in, in that. And I mean, obviously now in 2018, they've got the All Within My Hands Foundation yeah, and those sorts yeah. of things. But yeah, this is a, it was a, quite a cool thing, I think, for them to do, uh, you know, back in that, in that period. Yeah, and um, it, Neil Young backed, I should say, um, it basically was an annual charity concert. It's not going anymore. Or it's on a break, I think. I think Neil Young has suggested he needs someone else to take over because obviously he's a very elderly man. And <laughs> supposedly Eddie Vedder is waiting in the wings, who oh. has always had a sort of Neil Young Jr. Obviously, check out Mirrorball, and they always cover Rockin' in the Free. You know, obviously, they're very, very close as well. So that would be cool. That would definitely <laughs> be cool to see Eddie Vedder do that. Um, probably too busy watching baseball. But if, if, he, if he could take a break from that, uh, they've won already. But uh, the Bridge School Benefit, um, you know, held every October in Mountain View, California and the Shoreline Amphitheatre. Um, they lasted an entire weekend, these concerts organised by Neil Young and his wife Peggy. Um, they basically went, the proceeds went to the Bridge School, which assists children with severe physical impairments and complex communication needs. And, you know, supposedly they would make around a million a night or something, you know, oh. or you know, huge, huge costs there. Um, but an awesome thing, isn't it, for them to be part of? Yeah, I mean, they've, it, as I said, it's the start of that journey, and then as things progressed, I mean, and certainly post St. Anger and, you know, post rehab for James, when it became okay for him to display an emotion other than aggression, sure. um, you know, the, the sort of, uh, you know, desire to give back and, and sort of uh, and help out, and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, I think um, they've, done a, they've done a really good job. I'm sure it helps greatly, you know, um, when they're involved in these things because mm. they you know neil young's going to get a section of audience in that perhaps he might not have got otherwise and you know donations and those sort of things so yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah going through the history is incredible um you know tom waits i've covered on another show um he he did it loads and loads had great pearl jam as well have been there you mm. know a spoil of riches um but today yeah we're going through metallica's 97 appearance and you know, it's good to see them inhabit this mode, isn't it? This unplugged acoustic mode. Like, it de uh, it's definitely challenging, I think. I think watching this, it's not an entire success. No. It's very loose. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit in... Uh... There's a bit in Helpless where <laughs> you can hear James say, how do we end this? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah, he just sort of, yeah, it does the emergency parachute there, definitely. Yeah, and one, two, three, four, end. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. 
yeah. Um, and I was doing a little bit of research uh, just before we went on air and looking mm. for, you know, contemporary reviews of the time. And um, just to, I mean, maybe we'll contradict what they say on later songs, but um, here's what they said. Just gives a good summation. This is, uh, obviously they did two nights, so this is kind of perhaps for one of them, but they did the same set, didn't they? Is that right? Yeah, exactly the same. Yeah. Same set, so we can assume it was kind of similar. Um, quote, expectations ran high for the night's closer Metallica. And aside from their opening number, the tuneful new song, Low Man's Lyric, the band fell short. More accustomed to performing in front of stage pyrotechnics and children, Metallica looked uncomfortable. I didn't realise there were that many children there, but I guess they would have been, right? No, I think I think what he's saying is is that the Metallica's normal crowd is the you know is the stereotypical metalhead you know right, right. Wow. mentally mentally subdeficient. Okay, okay. You know. uh, Metallica looked uncomfortable and had trouble filling the sonic gaps they usually bury in layers of distortion. The group recruited Alice in Chains guitarist Jerry Cantrell to join them in an embarrassing by the numbers version of Leonard Skinner's Tuesday Gone. <laughs> they inspired many in attendance to follow Tuesday's lead and head towards the parking lot. <laughs> Zing! Oh. Yeah. Oh, saucer of milk for yeah. uh, Rolling Stone there, I think. <laughs> Lester bangs over here, but uh, no, there was, uh, you know, getting into it, this song, um, you know, begins with Low Man's lyric. Um, but there's a bit of sort of shuffling before we get on stage, isn't there? There's a bit of, mm-hmm. well, of course there's uncertainty because like many, band, like many contemporaries, I think they eventually did do a version of Unplugged, but not before this. Um, Yeah, I mean, they've never done an official sort of really, I mean, I think the... The one that I think probably is most circulated because simply because of its sound quality is the uh, KSJO radio yes, show that they did. Yes, I remember the fade to black on that is fantastic. Yeah, well, I had Chris Isaac on there as well. I think I think they did nothing else matters with Chris Isaac right, on that. Right, right. And I think I could be wrong. I'm sure we'll get screeds of oh, comments yeah. if I am wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that version of Tuesday's Gone from that broadcast is the one that ended up on Garage Inc. Right pretty sure that's that's where that comes from because okay. there's about 64 other people in that song as well yeah interestingly yeah. who all feature well primarily they feature in this in these shows right 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 um and we you know we begin then uh, as i said uh, as, as rolling stone uh you know sourly said the tuneful new song uh low yeah. man's lyric um you know brings us in and I think this is, um, as the writer said, a high point. I think, you know, there is an excitement there to be on stage. I think naturally this song fits into this mode as well. Yeah. And it's, you know, personally, I'm not the biggest fan of this song. We'll get to that in like two years or so Spoilers. when I get to L. <laughs> you know, so, sorry, 2020 listeners. But, uh, but you it's know. Reload, isn't it? So I think we can all, those of us who have been with you since the beginning, can all <laughs> take a stab at anything from 96 to 97. It's probably going to get a thumbs down. <laughs> Oh, which is fine it's fine yeah yeah i'm trying to think we still love you it's fine it's fine <laughs> but um you know all together as a performance i think it's successful yeah yeah it's really good it's interesting i would have loved to have been sort of um i suppose aware at the time i mean i was into bootlegs in the early and mid 90s but by this point i'd have got out so it'd be interesting to hear this because as you say it came out before reload mm-hmm. just a couple of weeks reload was out yeah. in november so this is actually the live debut of the song it's the first time it was ever played live mm. so it'd be interesting to hear to have heard that at the time and then whether you think oh okay this is acoustic so the album version is going to be different sure because it is actually you know very very similar to the album and it's it's a great opener you know and it must have confused a lot of people because it was this six and a half seven minute song that nobody'd ever heard before and it's got a hurdy-gurdy on it and it's kind yes. of you know, it's a bit ethereal and you know yeah but it's great i mean i love it love the song itself the album version as well so it's nice to hear it in a sort of a slightly different tone mm, mm. 
Yeah, and um, you know, we should just paint a picture for our listeners that might not be aware of the bridge school benefit. I mean, the guys are pretty much seated. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think Kirk might be standing. Kirk rocking the sort of cowboy lapels, um, which is good to yeah. see. He looks great. He looks awesome. Everyone looks the circa <laughs> reload era, as you expect. Lars has a tank top, and James is sort of seated with some sort of obnoxious American writing on it. I don't know what's on there, but you know he's got the sort of post mullet on there, and you could see Jason just rocking out with the long neck. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a it's a. It, it, it's in keeping with that period. Yeah, it's totally. Metallica as you <laughs> don't most... think that they're going to look, and then they come out, and you're like, "Oh, it's oh, it's this." And it's yeah, interesting yeah. you pick up on the cowboy thing because this is James. This this ninety seven ninety eight is James in his prime cowboy era, which we'll come back to. There's a particular song in this set which yeah. really got on my tits, yeah. and uh, <laughs> uh, and it was simply this his his way he delivers it. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, it, it's stripped down. It's got a mm. sort of carnival tent atmosphere to it which yeah. is, which is cool um you know and obviously people are very very excited to be there unfortunately the bootleg on youtube has a lot of people talking over it but you know you can you can yeah. still make out the essence song i think james sounds great um throughout most of the set i think you know his voice sounds in awesome shape the band are loose as you say oh, yeah. and you don't really notice this on low man's lyric because it's a new song i imagine it'd been rehearsed recently or you know yeah. there was a bit more anticipation uh on this one which helped it uh with the hurdy-gurdy in tow which we do get cuts to as well i don't think i've ever seen one of them actually in motion so it's quite fascinating uh, to see and then we get to helpless which i think is symptomatic of a lot of this the the riffs just get a bit chuggy chuggy it all becomes a bit similar for me sonically well i mean that that's the thing lowman's is designed for this kind of acoustic you know environment and then you go to helpless which is a balls to the wall metal song and you're like well it's it's power chords so how do you play power chords on an acoustic where you kind of could just go dun, 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 you know it doesn't have that that attack or that bite um so yeah helpless is it's an interesting curiosity to listen to and it's kind of fun for that you know how do we end this at the end and you know there's some great vocal moments in there but it's spoiler alert it's much like when they did hardwired unplugged yes it just, i hated that yeah it's it's uh, not good and i don't know why um, and I don't want to, you know, go too far ahead, but I don't know why they don't. They, they, sometimes you look at their acoustic sets. They've done the bridge school, and you go, yes, yes, yes. Why? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and they choose. Sometimes they'll choose a song. It's like them coming on and saying, we're we're going to do Whiplash now. You right. know, you, it doesn't work. So you, you kind of think sometimes they don't necessarily pick the right songs for an acoustic format. And I think this is certainly one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's the same reason why Alice in Chains didn't do Damn That River on their Unplugged, you know. But I think their back catalogue was a bit better better suited to that. But um, yeah, 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 I agree. I I think it's misjudged. I think it doesn't really work. I think Kirk's leads are boring in it. It does not sound good on an acoustic guitar. Anyone that plays an acoustic guitar will tell you that, you know, it's good to learn riffs on them, but to actually play them is for an amp. You know, yeah, yeah. and you, they just certain type of music sounds way better on a good style. You know, finger style, percussive style, etc. But yeah. sort of straight out riffing, it can work. But yeah. especially for these metal, uh, especially for these diamond head covers, yeah. not good. We get into Tuesday's Gone, which mm. is a Skinner cover. Yeah. Um, weirdly. Maybe I'm sort of subconsciously did this. I don't know. I've been listening to quite a lot of Skinhead recently, um, and this sort of came along and listened to Second Helping, especially a second album, which 
I think it's mm-hmm. Call Me the Breeze, the closer song. It's fucking yeah. incredible. It's incredible guitar solo on that. I think they have like three guitar players. I yeah, don't know yeah. the names, but they're all they're all fucking awesome. So it was kind of cool, and, and I heard this song before, and I think this song as a whole, it's kind of a strummer, if you even go at the music, you know, in a good yeah. way, in an original chord progression sort of way. But I can't help but feel my heartstrings pulled with the yeah. you know, the close to the sequence. It's yeah. quite affecting. It is. It's interesting because I, I was uh, I had not listened to these uh, shows um, until you know till doing the sort of listening for this. So I, it was interesting to hear a sort of a contemporary performance that wasn't on the album. The first thing I thought was that is this this feels slower than the yeah. other version, and for me that meant it dragged. Like it felt really, it, it didn't feel, and I suppose that's because again, you know, the 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 bootlegs that that I listened to, you know, were audio ones, and um, you know, really good sound on both of them, great, you sure. know, but they're basically room recordings, so it kind of dragged a bit, and it felt a bit sort of, you know, yeah, it's plodding along, you know, it didn't have that, mm-hmm. and I suppose maybe because I'm so used to the version on Garage Inc, which is, you know, a, a thousand times better than this one, you know, and you can hear yeah. everything, and it's well mixed, but. Um, I mean, it's a nice song for me. It's it's always every time I hear it that um, you know, doo, 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 the main guitar little riff. I just can't not think of um, the Adam Sandler film Happy Gilmore. Is that what it's from? Because it I is, knew yeah. I knew it from somewhere. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I watched that back in the mid nineties. You know, oh, sort of stowed out film. of my mind. Oh, my like God. this is the best thing I've ever seen. And then a few years later, I was like, I recognise this, but I don't know where from. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's a it's a decent tune in itself. I think this performance or these performances don't really do it no. a huge amount of justice. But you know. Yeah. It, it, it's it's nice to hear it yeah yeah and i mean we mentioned down that river before jerry cantrell's actually on this song um don't really know what he contributes because james does most of the solos and it is a strummer as we say yeah. so it's not like you're sort of getting a fur guitar in any useful yeah. sense but um wow. annoyingly the bootleg video doesn't ever show him on camera um so you don't you, you know he's introduced yeah. james says push his stool in um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh you know skinnered is shouted quite obnoxiously and yeah it is um a long you know at the end as well james goes to play it again after they finished it yeah. it's like now it's wednesday yeah. which yeah. which i which, you know which i loved and um yeah. you made the prediction before quite correctly john that anything i hate is on reload um poor twisted me is not changing my mind well, you you may remember I uh, wittily described the song as getting on my tits. Right. Uh, that's this one. Okay. <laughs> Musically, I really like it. I think uh, compared to the album version, I think it it feels right in this setting as acoustically. It's like a sort of a bluesy thing. So it it yeah, accentuates yeah. that blues uh, more. What I don't like is James's tendency in this period to add this sort of um southern inflection to the way that he's singing so on the album you know it's a, oh poor twisted me but in this one it's pa sure you know this is like this long a with a w at the end of it you know it's it, it's pa twist and it's just like you don't you don't need to do that james you can just sing it you know you're not johnny cash yeah yeah i i agree and um, there's a lot of space there's a lot of sort of deep rooted uh, groove to it, which is kind of works, but it's yeah. I don't know. It's it sounds a bit warm up. It sounds a bit sound checky uh, to yeah. me. I you know, and I don't really like the song anyway. I think the song's kind of Blandsville, and I don't think a sort of boomy, tenty version of it is going to Blandsville, Tennessee. Blands 
Flansville, such an awful <laughs> description of a song. This is this music critic over here, but um, you know, uh, yeah, it, not 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 the greatest, not the highlight. Um, I think things no. t- take a turn for the better uh, mm-hmm. with Fade to Black, um, which mm-hmm. is the fifth song they play. I think it's a fine rendition. Yeah. Um, I, Kirk sort of fucks the solo though at the end. No, Kirk Hammett messed up a guitar yeah. solo. Surely not. <laughs> he, That's he, never he plays happened. It badly. It's like he hasn't played an acoustic before. He keeps missing notes, yeah. and you know that that the, the beauty of the closing solo to Fade to Black is its, is its seeming endlessness and how it keeps building faultlessly and compellingly, even as the volume yeah. fades out. And this one sort of ruins the magic. You just see like this sort of <clears throat> cowboy goth struggle yeah. on the fretboard. It's 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 it. I think this is a that you're right. This is one of the, the the one of the 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 main song for me that kind of indicates that a lot of this feels like they might have just come up, you know, the day before yeah. in a rehearsal studio and said, "What should we do? We we'll do these, bang it out once, and it's done." Because the the problem with that end solo is it's so iconic and mm. it's so rooted in the excuse me the bends mm. and the and the and you know and letting things hang oh and the quick God. runs in the album version and the live versions mm. but what needed what was needed here was a sort of a well thought out sort of tasteful mm. acoustic guitar solo to fit with it and what we got was a sort of a blend of there was some there's some really tasty parts in there yeah but then there'll be a thing where he tries to do sort of a, an incredibly fast run and you mm. just can't do that on why well, he couldn't do that on this night on that guitar yeah so yeah. um yeah it starts off it's a tale of two halves because it starts off amazing i actually thought they were going to end it before that that end riff sure, came in sure i thought that would have been the perfect point to yeah. finish that bit but you know it's metallica and they do what they want yeah and uh, the second solo break um not the sort of iconic intro solo which is incredible but you yeah know, the second one that everyone knows i love how he alternate picks this you know very very quickly very tastefully actually i think that's a real yeah. highlight that's a real nice they thought yeah. about that and changed it and adapted it and you know yeah. because they didn't have the you know effects behind it and i think that's really successful it does still work when it gets heavier towards the end those final two minutes i agree what you're saying it wouldn't make sense to end it there definitely but yeah. um you know i think it does still work and i, I, I yeah. think it's pretty successful and you know james says afterwards here's where they start fucking around um you won't be able to recognize any of the songs out of here and we <laughs> sort of get a you know sort of whatever loady reloady bad cd kind of riffy thing that becomes mm-hmm. four horsemen and it kind of horrified because like oh god it's kind of close <laughs> to load like ah oh tom you know what are we gonna do with you and your load thing <laughs> um i get what you're saying but if you think about it that riff is that is five seven you know on the guitar sure, that, that sure. riff is you know <laughs> yeah. prime load uh load boxing mm-hmm. um i like this i really like this because i think it actually it works for me and especially the bit when it hangs and you mm. think the songs end and then they go into that middle riff and it becomes this sort of um sort of uh, spanishy flamenco-y style you know you know i think i think it works it, it reminds me of a song from the oh no 2007 shows right, um right. where they change it you know and it sort of this they've realized that you know it need it can't be we can't do the, the riff so let's try and sort of strum it a bit more so uh, i like it i think it works mm-hmm, for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah jason looks up kind of bemused throughout but they're enjoying themselves you know again it is taken on a different dimension um certain melodies go into different places he's kind of singing it more of a songwriter song to a certain extent in his delivery yeah. rather than you know the sort of straight up thrash that it was um it's a fun experiment you know, you yeah. know that uh, it doesn't fully convince for me but I, but it is fun and you know um we go into nothing else matters which again kind of can't really miss in an environment like this right no 
no i mean it's it's again it's like low man's and it's built for this and um you know it's funny because when most people sort of bang on about enter sandman and like oh if i never hear that again it's so overplayed but for me it's nothing else matters i think that anytime i listen to a live show or off any tour i sort of generally tend to skip to the last chorus and the solo wow that's the bit that i'll listen to but you know it's a good song and it's a good performance you know and um it's it's there's there's that sp- a bit for me there's this little spine tingling bit where james gets the you know the the at the very end of the song mm. and james gets the crowd to sing and nothing else matters and i've always i'm a sucker for you know this idea of people en masse you know um uh, singing and, and and pouring an emotion into something you know so i had the hairs on the arms go up and things like that mm. you know so it, it's decent i mean it's nothing else matters there's not really much you can say it, it is what it is and what you get is you know what you get mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and uh, towards the end as well the solo is slightly different i don't know if it's a mistake by james but it yeah. works uh open strings slight variations on the phrasing towards it. it's kind of the nothing else matters solo you know and love but um, yeah. you know again i i really enjoy that part yeah i, I think it's a decent decent form i'm not as tired yeah. as a song as you are but like i, I definitely understand what you're saying and yeah. um we end in the most Metallica way possible uh, <laughs> by doing Last Caress uh, with John Popper. I've got to admit, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, he's from Blues Traveller. He's from Blues Traveller and he's on the harmonica. He is. He's uh, so, yeah, so he he's the guy who does the harmonica on Tuesday's Gone on uh, Garage Inc. Mm. So uh, the harmonica on the album uh, version is that. And he's also, I don't know if you know Blues Brothers 2000. I'm not sure, no. Okay, well, the, the band Blues Traveller's in there for a bit. But he's, uh, he's quite, he was at one point quite a large gentleman, but a phenomenal um, uh, harmonica player. Um, and I, this is my favourite song of the whole thing, because <laughs> it's just crackers. You know, it's a song, I, I killed your baby today under this lovely gentle acoustic, and yeah. then here comes a harmonica solo. And you're like, this is so... <sighs> anymore it could be bluegrass you know mm-hmm. you're going into those territories but i think it's, it's just fun yeah i, I think it, that harmonica works so well in there you it know does. i think it just it's great i love it it's it my favorite song it does it does and the way you know in in the sort of traditional version james sings it quite quickly so you almost don't hear what he's saying and you're like what yeah. was that but in this one he, he languishes over it and the harmonica provides yeah. extra emphasis so yeah yeah i think this is definitely a highlight as well and yeah. you know soon um they leave the stage uh to much adulation um mm. you know james clearly really enjoyed himself and um, some pres- pre- some presenter comes on and announces that neil young is coming on afterwards which mm. is real real cool to see i mean you know, this is the first time um, I was actually watching this, and we are going to come back and do uh, future uh, Bridge School Benefit concerts as well. There's two more, as I say, to get into. Uh, definitely. Was that 2007 and 16? Is that yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, well, we're getting through them. Please comment below, I should say. What do you like about this performance? What are your memories of it? Favorite songs, least favorite songs, etc. Um, I mean, all in all, for myself personally, uh, I really enjoyed the performance. Obviously, it's just a fan of the band. It's great to see them in this era. I think it, it, performance-wise, music-wise, a little too load reloady personally for me. But we've discussed that, you know, uh, ad nauseum now. But um, John, your thoughts altogether on this uh, concert? Yeah, um, really good, really good. Enjoyed it overall. You know, it's nice to see the um, almost like the fetus uh, met- acoustic Metallica in mm. play here because it's very not polished. It's very you know, feels sort of bashed together in a couple of days before the show. And, I mean, it, it, they had a good time. They started doing this acoustic, an acoustic se- section in the uh, in the 98 tour, the Far East. There's a, you know, there's a, soul, uh, a song, a show from Seoul in Korea where they, you know, they, they do all this to do Four Horsemen and things like that. So, you know, they obviously enjoyed it. And it's just fun to see them 
not in front of pyrotechnics yeah. and in front of, in stadiums, you know, and it, it's nice. It just sort of gives a nice little other edge to Metallica that up until this point probably, uh, you know, we definitely hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to urge everyone listening to definitely check out the concert if you haven't already. Um, you can get the bootlegs online audio-wise, and there is uh, a video which which is really good, really, I've got to be honest. There is a bit of chatter and stuff, but you've got to be grateful that people took the time to record this, and uh, the document mm-hmm. is there. So, yeah, get in touch with me, metallicapod at gmail.com if you want to come on the show, um, at metallicapod as well on the Twitter if you want to follow us. We're on Patreon as well if you want to support, um, get access to the episodes before they go on the show live. Um, John, yourself, uh, anything you'd like to promo? Well, as always, I'll fly my flag for the Kiss podcast, oh, yeah. Pod of Thunder. <laughs> but right. no, just, you know, um, yeah, it's always, as always, it's, it's great fun to, to be here. And, uh, you know, thanks for having me. Of course, of course, man. And um, Metallica or Kiss, out of interest? Oh. Is that hard? Because, I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I like Kiss. I don't, you know, I don't know them that mm. well. But I know people love Kiss, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well it's it's metallica but it's quite close because both bands were very very key to me in the sort of the early years of my musical formation so you know the showmanship the razzmatazz of kiss you know the 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 raunchy Mm. side of the lyrics and then you know that was that that snared my young mind and then obviously then metallica came along and uh, that was it then i'm looking to get into kiss more Mm. um i know the odd track I mm. love the second series of Gene Simmons' Rock School. Um, <laughs> ge- genuinely. Is that the one with little Chris? Uh, yes. Yeah, oh, I, I, God bless him. We watched it recently on YouTube. It's all on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. rest in peace, little Chris. He was a real yeah. talent in the show. It's a great show. Have you seen it recently? I haven't seen it recently, but I tend to... <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I tend to avoid things with Gene in wow. because... Um, do, do Kiss fans it, hate Gene? No, uh, Kiss fans obviously there can be no no Kiss fans hate Tommy Thayer the guitarist because he's See, not. I don't even know who that is. Who the hell? Yeah, this Kiss. Yeah. So what I mean to ask you, sorry. Yeah. Um, I've listened to Destroyer a lot. <laughs> I think it's great. I really, I really like it. I think it's a really good album. I also love the song Strutter. Um, yeah. What's an album I should listen to next? Um, I'll get, um, because because I'm that kind of giving gentleman, I'll give you a couple. So. Holy shit! Let's go. Um, so. First and foremost, you have to check out Alive. From oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sort of every every rock star on a podcast mentions that album. Yeah, it, it's seminal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, Dimebag Daryl. You know, um, he used to like, impersonate it. him, right? He used to, like, yeah, yeah. Did, well, he had the he had the four faces tattooed on his uh, on his body. He had it on his guitar. You know, yeah. so definitely um, Alive. Um, oh, yeah. Then from the early nineties, you'll want to check out Revenge. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm making a playlist now, so this is useful. You, Thank you, man. Good, good. So you definitely want to check out Revenge. Revenge. Okay um what else is there so let's pick something from the mid oh um uh, lick it up as well lick it up there we go yeah. okay okay awesome i appreciate that and hopefully anyone listening as well uh for my own personal <laughs> gain might listen to some kiss stuff as well but um yeah definitely definitely check that stuff out and you, you've got you had a blog as well is that right i do yeah it's um i've not written on it for a while because i've uh, i've sort of been struggling to come up with something that i think is worthy of writing but yeah it's that john sturm s-t-u-r-m uh, dot wordpress.com Okay, okay, awesome. Well, um, I hope everyone's enjoyed listening to this and learning a bit more about Kiss and Neil Young and Metallica and Hurdy Gurdies and, you know, all the stuff involved today. Thank you as ever for listening. And John, finally, thank you as well, man. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>